listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. This is the Rainmaking Podcast, and my name is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on the show. First, before we get into our episode, I want to give you an update on a couple of conferences that I'll be speaking at. And if you want to get more info on these, just send me a note. My email is scott at attorneysearchgroup.com. And if you're in the legal industry, email me and I'll give you the info on the Managing Partners Roundtable in Los Angeles in mid-September that I'll be speaking at. Also in mid-September, if you're in the recruiting industry, check out Sanford Rose. That's an organization I've been a part of for over six years. I'm speaking at their conference in Dallas. They've got over 400 attendees attending that program, so check that out. But I'll also be speaking at the National Association of Personnel Services the first week in October in Alexandria, Virginia. I'm going to put that link on the show notes as well. You definitely want to check that out. I'm going to be speaking on the five paths of getting business during that conference. Now, let me get to the show, and I'll tell you about our topic and our guest today. Our topic is this. Communication is not a soft skill. And our guest is Lori Gilbertson. Now, if you're a rainmaker, you know how important communication is. Now, Lori is a former New York City sex crimes and organized crime prosecutor. That's interesting. She's a former television legal analyst, an educator, and an entrepreneur. Her company is Tribeca Blue Consulting, and in this work, she helps professionals like you communicate with clarity and confidence in their public speaking, presentations, trial work, and media appearances. She's a graduate of Cornell and went to law school at American, and I hope you get some great ideas from my guest, Lori, today. Make sure you connect with her. Go to the show notes, and you'll find her contact information. And as as always, this show is sponsored by Leopard Solutions Legal Intelligence Suite of Products, Firmscape, and Leopard BI. Push ahead of the pack with the power of Leopard. Thanks for listening, and here's Lori Gilbertson. This is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on the Rainmaking Podcast. Our guest today is Lori Gilbertson, and our topic is communication is not a soft skill. Lori, thanks for joining me on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Scott. So tell me, when people talk about communication, I've always thought that was a soft skill, like listening and speaking and things like that. But tell me, what do you mean by that exactly? What do you mean by that in terms of our topic title today? Well, what I mean is that everything that we do every day, business, professional, and personal revolves around communication. So if you are connecting with other people, if you are around other people, you're speaking to other people, you're listening to other people, you are communicating in some way. It's how we make sense of the world and it's how we get our ideas across. Right. So what could really be more important than that? So when it gets called kind of a soft skill, you know, which to me denotes something that's not that important, that is exactly what I mean, that it's something we all need to actually think about, focus on, be aware of how we use it, and then use it to the best of our abilities. Right. Now, I've got a question for you. Do you think that your career as a prosecutor in Queens, I mean, do you think that's really where you started paying attention to this? Yeah, I was thinking about that actually this morning, uh, knowing that I was going to be speaking with you and kind of thinking, you know, when did I realize that this was really important? Because, you know, as many lawyers know, you spend so much time in your early career just trying to figure out what are you doing? 
right? Right. What are you doing? What's the law? You know, trying to make sure you're not making any mistakes, you know, really, really trying to kind of learn how to be a lawyer. So when I was doing trials and learning how to be in front of judges and juries, I was so focused just on the work, right? you know, getting those stories out there, really trying to do justice for the victims in my cases that it wasn't until much later on that I kind of had the perspective to look back and think, you know, what runs through all of this and what really runs through being able to do that work is having those really good communication skills. And so let me ask you this. You talked about making mistakes, but let's kind of look at it in terms of pitfalls. What are some of the pitfalls attorneys or anybody, anybody that's in professional services and their focus, they're judged as being successful if they can bring in business? What are some of the pitfalls that they might fall into in terms of communication skills? Well, the first is what you said in this, the title for this podcast, communication as a a soft skill, denoting that it might not be that important. Communication is an incredibly important leadership skill. The people in law firms who are bringing in the business, they know how to communicate. They know how to make that connection. So, you know, the first pitfall is not understanding that it's important. The second pitfall that I really find from people, and it is such a huge mindset mindset shift. See my communication right now. Can't (laughs) even get the words out. I I knew what you're saying. I knew what you're saying. (laughs) It's a huge mindset shift is that it is not about you. People make this huge mistake of thinking that when you are communicating, it is all about you. But that's heresy to some people, isn't it? Oh my gosh. It is, you know, you say it to some people and I I will talk to clients about this. I will raise it in presentations I do. And people will look at me like I have three heads. Mm -hmm. What do you mean it's not about you? I'm supposed to come out here. And when you say, tell me about yourself, I'm supposed to give you all my accomplishments and tell you how great I am. I mean, who wants to listen to that? Right. You know, communication is about connecting. That's not how you forge a connection. So people make that mistake. And I hate to say lawyers make that mistake a lot, a lot. It's not about you. It's about your audience, whether it's one person, 10 people or a hundred people. So this, I think, kind of goes into the area of being self-aware, of being emotionally aware. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. I think um, emotional intelligence really comes into it. And, you know, you could do a whole other podcast on, you know, that not being a soft skill. Right, Maybe right. you've done it already. Right. But, <laughs> I don't think we're there yet. We, we okay. are, we're pretty close. We're pretty yeah. close. You know, it, it is part of, of making that connection, you know, and really getting good at communication is knowing yourself and knowing your audience. You know, thinking about what can I share with the people that I'm speaking with? Mm-hmm. You know, what can I share with them? How do I want to make them feel? What do I want to leave them with? And so that really involves knowing yourself, knowing what you have to offer, and knowing the best way that you are comfortable communicating that. Mm. You know, for some people, that's one on one. You know, for some people, that's just a one on one conversation. For other people, they can really showcase what they know by, you know, doing a webinar, doing a a big, big presentation, doing, say, a podcast. That's how they can do it. So really getting to be aware of kind of who you are and what your style is and what really suits you. Right, right. So tell me then from your expertise in working with people in the legal industry, what are, Mm -hmm. what are the main places that they might see themselves 
where they've really got to be good communicators, where that conversation or that message is a make or break moment. What are some examples of that? Yeah, it's, you know, it's everywhere. But if we're going to break it down, you know, there are, of course, conversations with when you're getting business, right? There are conversations with potential clients. And the pitfall there is people think, well, I'm just going to pitch. I'm going to pitch. I'm going to make this huge sales pitch. I'm going to tell them how great I am and they're going to hire me. It's not what it's about, right? It's about what can you do for them? What can you teach them? What skills can you bring? How can you serve them in a really unique way? So that's one place that's really important, those, those kind of business development conversations. Right. You know, another place that's important is, of course, you know, based on my background as a trial lawyer, mm-hmm. you know, in your actual work. You know, if you're a trial lawyer, you are telling stories. So how are you going to harness the best communication skills and you're going to tell a story? whether you're telling a victim story, whether you're telling, you know, you're, you're a defense attorney and, and you're telling your client's story, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. are you going to get that story across to a judge or to a jury so that, you know, ultimately you're doing your job, you know, and you're right. being a zealous advocate. So that's another place it really comes in. And, you know, then you see it kind of through the whole trajectory of people's careers. It's going to start out maybe in law school. You're getting called on. How do you you know, use your communication to show that you understand the material your professor is giving you. How do you communicate with your fellow students in maybe a study group so you can kind of form those connections? I mean, I'm, I'm still, you know, close friends with many people I went to law school with and it all started there. You know, you don't even think about it at the time, but it, but it really did with kind of sharing and telling stories and discussing material together and you really form a bond. So, you know, it starts there and it moves all the way through your career. And then what about even in depositions where you're not telling, but yeah. you're asking, what, what are some things people need to be uh, mindful of in that regard? Well, look, listening is also not a soft skill. Listening is one of the most important skills you can have in public speaking. And that really sounds kind of like an oxymoron, right? If you're speaking, you're not listening. Right. If you're listening, you're not speaking, but that's what it comes down to. So if you're taking a deposition, and you are asking questions, those questions and how you phrase them are incredibly important. And then equally important is actually listening to that answer as opposed to thinking about what your next question is. Yeah, right. Interesting. Something that comes with experience, of course, and something that comes with practice. But if you don't listen, you miss out on so many opportunities and opportunities to connect, opportunities to get great information out, opportunities to further communicate, and opportunities you know, for lawyers to really be successful for their clients at what they're doing. And it kind of runs the gamut from you know, depositions to trial to client conversations. You really want to be listening. It all goes back to, it's not about you. It's right. about your audience. And what about in terms of an attorney or any professional that happens to get a media interview. So I know you've done a lot of media training as a consultant in your career. How does communication differ in that regard? Yeah, well, I've done training and also, you know, done television. And so that is a, you know, television these days, radio interviews, podcasts such as these, you know, it is kind of a whole other world. And I think one thing that people really need to be aware of is that, 
you want to be able to get your point across in a really succinct and interesting way that makes people want to learn more. And when, you know, even the term that you raise, media training, there's something about it that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Because what, what it sounds like is you are becoming, you know, you are getting trained to be super polished and to kind of spit out all this messaging without that communication, right? Without that listening, without that conversation, without that connection. And other people may not have that same connotation, but that's kind of how it's gotten ingrained in me a bit. And so what what I do, you know, with clients is it's really about figuring out kind of your voice and Mm. what feels real to you, of course, in the best possible way. And doing that work before you get on the interview, before you get on the podcast, before you're on television, you are doing the work for your audience. You're showing the respect to them and their time and their attention by kind of muddling through everything to come out with a really clear and concise message. So what have you seen in your work with people in improving their communication skills? Tell me about someone, and you don't have to mention their name, of course. Yeah. But how did they grow in their communication skills? What did you do to help them grow? And what were the big changes that they made? And what was the result of those changes? Okay. You know, the best clients, I think the people who can really grow the most are the people who are open to it. Right. The people who are open to learning, to doing things in a bit of a different way, and to doing the work in a way that is kind of uncomfortable. And so I work with, you know, lawyers and, you know, higher level executives and entrepreneurs. So these are people who are so successful, you know, they're super smart. They know their area of expertise so well. And when often they come to me, this whole idea of communicating in a way that is a little more personal, truly authentic to who they are, you know, as a human being, not just the person who sits at their computer or the person who does this, you know, very important work. And this idea of being creative with it is where I see the most change and the most improvement. So I'll give you an example. You know, I will work with, say, a lot of tech founders and they are incredible at kind of developing products. And then they they raise money and they put them out in the market. And when we sit down to think about, well, how are you going to tell the story of what you've done? How are you going to go on podcasts, interviews, print media, tell this story? The idea that it's a story is a little interesting to them at first. You Mm -hmm. know, what do you mean it's a story? I'm just going to talk about my product. Mm -hmm. So we have to kind of get into the mindset of, yeah, it's a story and you're going to take people through this journey with you. So that's the first thing. And then this idea that talking about what you're doing and communicating well really requires you to unleash this creativity to kind of let your personality shine through. Okay. Well, I've taken some people who, you know, will start out, let's say we start out with the question of, tell me about yourself. Right. right? I can hear some of of our listeners feeling a little (laughs) bit uneasy and uncomfortable right now. as Yeah, (laughs) it can be so uncomfortable. And I I know many of your listeners are lawyers, right? And we, you know, and I understand. I get it. I'm I'm an attorney. I was really taught a certain way. And this is kind of a different way of doing things. So first of all, being open to that. So mm-hmm. let's take that question. Tell me about yourself, right. right? Some people will start a conversation that way. Tell me about yourself. People who I train to go on podcasts. We talk about 
that question, this huge open-ended question, tell me about yourself. I mean, people just cringe. Like, what does that mean? For most people, they think that means, I'm just going to tell you everything I've been doing, you know, my whole professional career. Let me take you through, you know, each and every job I've had in in chronological order. That doesn't really tell you anything. It certainly doesn't show you anything. So what we try to think of is how can you open stronger, as we say, you know, in in trial work, open stronger. Well, there's a couple of different ways. And this is what I work on with clients. Let's think of it this way. Maybe ask a question, you know, so for me, instead of saying, you know, or let's say an example for a tech founder, instead of saying, I'm, you know, Joe and I founded X company and our product is this website. You might say, you know, imagine that you need a solution to X problem. Well, that's exactly what I've created here because I'm so passionate about helping people this way. And just switching that perspective away from it's all about me and what I'm doing to what does my audience need and how can I share something about me that connects that way? Right. Yeah. So let me ask you, so how have you helped people to unleash that creativity? When you're working with them, what Mm -hmm. do you actually do to help them find that creativity in their communication? Yeah, it's a lot about practice. It is a lot about practice. So that's another thing people don't really want to do. You know, public speaking and presenting in that communication is not so much, you know, you can't necessarily read about it, think about it, have it in your head. You got to actually do it. That's where the discomfort really comes in. So we will sit down in a coaching session and we will go back and forth and we'll practice. And I'll say, I want to, you know, let's try this one out. Let's start with a question. Let's try this one out. Start with I'm passionate about X and we go from there. Or let's start this one out. Let's try, imagine, you know, you need X and we take them on a journey. And so I just have people practice it with me. Great, great. Yeah. And then we're, oh, I'm sorry. And then we're able to hear it. You know, you hear it in real life. And once people hear it, it becomes a little less scary and they can kind of hear it and they also feel it. You know, what puts a smile on their face? What feels good? And then as they're kind of saying the things, you can kind of feel what feels right and what doesn't. And then we just build from there. So how have you seen things change from the COVID crisis? What have you seen that's been different? I mean, I know we're doing more Zoom meetings and things, and I think that's going to be a platform that's going to stick around. But what have you seen have been challenges from this and even solutions in terms of our communication since the COVID crisis started? Yeah, I think a lot of the as you say, a lot of the technicalities of the communication has changed. Ultimately, there's that common thread running through that, that it is about that connection. And how do you make that connection? We're just making it in different ways. And, yeah. you know, our, our brains are not really made to look at ourselves all day long, you know, and that can be so disconcerting to people. And that's why people tune out in Zoom meetings. That's why you get that Zoom fatigue. You know, so I think we have to kind of figure out some ways to combat that. You Mm -hmm. know, one of the things that I do is I turn off my self-view and just turn off. I don't want to look at myself. You know, I I, I wouldn't be in a meeting. Maybe I'm looking at the other person. I encourage other people to do that too. If you don't have to be on camera, don't be, you know, just, just have a conversation. I think we forget, you know, when COVID came and all of a sudden we're having all these Zoom meetings, I think we forget that we kind of had the phone and conversations <laughs> and we're able to do that all along. 
So, yeah, the, the phone doesn't wear you out the way video does, I think. You're absolutely no, right. It really doesn't. So, you know, I think things have changed in that you really, you know, people really need to be aware that not everything needs to be a meeting and not yeah. everything needs to be on video. Yeah. It has done some good things in that I think it has really branched out people's ability to communicate. And what I mean by that is that it's just open up this whole world of say, you and I doing a podcast when we're not in the same part of the country and then being able to get that out to thousands of people all over the country and the world. That's incredible. You know, that's an incredible way of sharing knowledge and making connection and community. So that's been a great thing for me in particular. You know, it's opened up kind of me figuring out a creative way to work with people online as I had to do. And, you know, that's been good. I think a lot of people have done that and kind of done some creative things. One of the things I saw with a law firm uh, during COVID was they really, you know, still paid attention to that need for connection Mm -hmm. and community. And they had kind of a a virtual coffee room, you know, a meeting room open 24-7 for all of their branches. Wow. And people could just go in, you know, as if you kind of go into the kitchen and you go into the meeting room and just chat. So if you needed to kind of just connect with someone, even virtually, you could do that. So I try to keep that in mind, you know, that connection, that community, and, and how can we keep doing it? You know, I think COVID's brought across some good things and, and of course, some some bad ones for sure. Right, right. Let me kind of circle back to one thing that you mentioned. You talked about communication as a leadership skill. Mm-hmm. And I also like the thing that you said about listening, that listening is something that is really not a soft skill also. It's something that's really important. If I wanted to become a better listener, what would I need to do to grow in that area? You need to talk less and listen more. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, it's, it's as easy as that to start. You know, listening really comes though, you know, all jokes aside, listening really comes when you have an actual interest and curiosity in learning from other yeah. people. And having that kind of mindset going into, you know, a client conversation, going into a networking event, going into a Zoom call with some real curiosity and some real interest in learning about someone else is automatically going to have you listening more. It's really going to have you listening more, listening to what people have to say, and then sharing when it's your turn you know, like a real, a real give and take. So do you think introverts might have an advantage in their communication skills? It's so interesting to think about, you know, all of that. And I, I've given that some thought. I'm doing a panel later in August, sometime in August on networking and kind of the difference of extroverts and introverts and all that. So I don't know that introverts have an advantage, but what I do think is that anyone who is curious and open about other people are going to have an advantage. Certainly, yeah, certainly a lot of, you know, I kind of term myself a social introvert. Mm -hmm. So I do enjoy listening. I do enjoy asking people questions. I do enjoy learning. I don't know how much that has to do with any kind of introversion. I really just encourage everyone, you know, extroverts who can be super social and not at all intimidated by those kinds of situations they also get a lot of energy from other people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they get. So it's not necessarily extroverts having to talk all the time and talk about themselves. They're also kind of bringing in energy. 
So. You know, I think I think what you said about anybody that's curious, and I've noticed just in the development of my own career as a recruiter, as a headhunter, when I reach out to someone, I want to know what motivates them. I really want to know that. And sometimes I've found that if I take my agenda, yeah, I want to talk you into taking a meeting with my client. Yeah, I've got an agenda. That's just what I do. When I kind of set that off to the side and I make it all about them and listening to them, I'm curious. I've found that the conversations tend to flow a lot easier. It feels less contrived. I get less pushback that way. It's pretty much up to them anyways. And so so what do you think about that? Do you think that's an effective strategy? Just take the agenda, put it off to the side and just be curious about people. Yeah, I do. I think that, I mean, you've just shown that it works. Yeah. That when you when you do exactly that, you make more of a connection. You make yeah. this authentic connection. You have a conversation. And, you know, people people want to share. They also want to feel heard. You know, have you ever had a conversation with someone where they're just talking the whole time? You know, they're talking at you, they're talking about themselves, and you don't, you can't even get a word in edgewise. Yes. <laughs> right? Do you want to be a part of that? Right, right. You don't. <laughs> you know, it's not a conversation. And, you know, you leave that feeling like, you know, I wasn't part of it. They were just talking at me. You know, I wasn't heard. I didn't get to share in it. There was no connection. There was really no communication. So your way of doing it, you know, is what I encourage, you know, all my clients and, and anyone I, I'd be coaching or speaking to about communication to do. Laura, you've shared some great ideas with this. If you could kind of bring it to a close and share with us three action steps that people can take to really implement some of these ideas, what would those three action steps be? Sure. Well, my first one is going to be plan and prepare. Okay. So no matter what communication arena you're in, no matter whether it's one person, a hundred, a thousand, big presentation, one-on-one conversation, think about it beforehand Mm -hmm. and plan it. And even though it may feel a little silly, write these things down. Mm -hmm. And the mindset I encourage people to get into is, you know, what do I want to share how do I want this audience or this person to feel? And how do I want to end it? What do I want us to do at the end of this conversation? So that's number one. That's great. Wow. The second is create, be creative. And what I mean by that is unleash that creativity, that personality, let it shine through. This is not some formulaic communication tool to put back in a robotic way. We are all unique individuals. That's what makes our communication interesting. Whether we're listening, whether we're speaking, no matter where you are, use that creativity in how you do these things, how you share, and how you communicate. That's great, Lori. And what's our final action step? Our final one is the one that nobody likes to do but we all need to do it to get better. And that's practice, 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 get the words out of your head and out of your mouth so that you can hear them. You know, storytelling is such a powerful, powerful way of going forth in the world and doing these things and communicating and sharing our knowledge. And so in order to really tell good stories and be good communicators, we need to practice. So talk it into your phone, listen back to it, and you'll get to the gem at the heart of it so you can really make your communication shine. 
This is great, Lori. And you've been a great communicator with us today. And tell us about your offerings and the services that you do that you'd like our listeners to know about. Sure. Thank you, Scott. Well, I, as a communications coach, work with people one-on-one as we've talked to get them ready for things that are going on in the boardroom and in the courtroom and in media, on podcasts and in video. I also do keynote speeches on presenting. And I also do workshops where we really get down to the nitty gritty and everybody does these things. They plan, prepare, they create, and they practice. That's great. That's great. And Lori, we're going to put your links and your link to your LinkedIn profile on our show notes. So those of you that are listening, you want to get in touch with Lori, reach out to her and just go to the show notes. You'll be able to connect with her directly. Lori, thanks for being a guest on our show. I'd love to have you back on in the future. Great job. Thank you for sharing ideas and for being a guest today. Scott, thanks so much for having me. I think this was an example of you doing, just making an amazing conversation really easy. So thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.